Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy. Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We're back. We're back, everybody. Hey, everybody. Oh, everybody, everybody. Oh, man. Good times. Um,. My name is Mopar. I'm Commander Cody, and it's been a minute, and I'm here, and I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready. Ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, it's good. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. It's good to be back. Uh, it's been a, about a two-month break, two and a half, maybe. can't remember. Time has all, lost all meaning. Uh, but yeah, we're back, and it's feeling good. I like your glasses. Well, thanks, man. I got them oh, yeah. for COVID season. Do you like them? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we've got yeah, Travis Dunn. We've got Yut Yut in the house, and uh, as always, oh, not as always, we got Tommy Boy up in this bitch. I read Tommy it wrong. Boy, I thought special guest up in this bitch. Thought it was Shinobs for a second, which he'll probably be tuning in. Oh, he'll he'll make his way. He'll make his way. Uh, episode three. <laughs> episode three thousand. <laughs> and Tommy Boy, yes, we did make this shirt. I'm wearing the Lord Malak's most displeased shirt. Oh, I didn't even notice. Nice by, by popular request from Lord Kerner, fourteen times every day. Just make the shirt. It's made. Just make the shirt. <laughs> it's already made. Oh, sure. Well, I would order right now. <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> uh, uh, how's your quarantine? Well, I guess quarantine's kind of over. It's more just like mask, mask life. Yeah, I guess that's that's overall the only change going on still. The only change to, to the world. The only change to life as we know it. Oh, sure. Yeah, you got to wear something when you go to the grocery store. That's about it. Well, you're supposed to always wear something when you go to the grocery store. I wear my shoes. Yeah, a mask and socks and nothing <laughs> else. That's all you need. As long as they can't cut, they can't kick you out. They're not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of catching up to do. We're not going to get to uh-huh. all of it, but uh, uh-huh. to give you guys an idea or a glimpse, uh, I definitely want to touch upon the the Daisy Ridley interview um, and the background and or changes during the the, <laughs> the sequel trilogy. Everybody's all, all, you know automatically pissed. Um, and the fact that she came out and said, uh, gave us kind of an insight People were like, "Oh, Ooh. no, no wonder it sucked ass because of this." Like, <laughs> so we'll we'll touch upon that, but we do have a lot to get to. And I didn't even know about that, so I'm looking forward to to seeing that at the end. But yeah, as always, we have a list of like 20 things. We'll probably get to three of them, and then four new ones will pop up that we haven't thought about. But there's a lot of like Star Wars stuff, life stuff, um, other nerd areas like DC and Marvel. Not so much Marvel, but mostly DC. But um, DC's doing some fun stuff, man. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I did just yeah. watch rewatch uh, while we were setting up that Zack Snyder cut trailer um, because you said you didn't like it. And I was like, what? I remember loving it. And uh, what I did get out of my second rewatch of that was heavy Watchmen. Man, was it like, oh, yeah, very, very Watchmen, which, you know, when you watch the Justice League, how, how they released it, I got zero Watchmen, you know, 
Well, a lot of people said that's why they put that song in there. Yeah, I mean... Because they're just like, everyone loves Watchmen, so let's make everybody remember Watchmen and make them excited about this new cut. Yeah... I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I've always liked all of the Snyder versions of DC stuff. Um, we've raved about Batman vs Superman, even though everyone hates it. So I'm looking forward to it. I just thought it was a weak trailer. It just seemed like a bunch of like, here's what this person looks like now. Here's what this new villain looks like now with Hallelujah in the background. So I just didn't think it was that compelling. Yeah, I guess uh, th- what I noticed is that it looked like a little more character driven. You know, they got a little more personal. They showed Cyborg in a cemetery at some point and uh you know just you gotta have that like pulling on your heartstrings a little bit to to really understand what the characters are going through and i think they they completely glossed over that in in the version that came out but um yeah yeah, i mean a lot of dc stuff uh to hype about there was like some joker comic stuff being released the three jokers or some some oddball thing it looked exciting i saw a demo post about that I've never been huge on DC, so I don't really know what's going on. I saw I saw the Batman trailer, and I saw uh, the new Justice League trailer. And what other major news was there from Fandom? I think that's all I knew. Oh about. no, there is uh, a new video game, The Knights of Gotham. Ah uh, uh, yes, which yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you guys have played the the Knights or what is it, the Got the Arkham series? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, to spoil it straight off, I mean, if you, you just have to watch the trailer, you'll know, uh, is post-Batman. Batman dies, so this one you're going to be Nightwing or uh, oh, Red yeah, Mask yeah, or Batgirl or Red Hood, I'm sorry. Red Hood. Um, so yeah. it looks fucking awesome, man. It's a different look yeah. on a, a smooth game, smooth playing game. I do remember so. that now. Yeah. Can, can we talk about how we're opening up a Star Wars show from a break with DC news? <laughs> hey, that's what happens. Star Wars is back, guys. Let's talk about Batman. Well, it was fresh because I just rewatched the, the, Snyder, th- the Snyder cut. and uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited regardless. Uh, more DC is, be- is good, you know. Uh, and I don't think, like you just said, I don't think they've been shitting... Uh, as much as everybody else says they have, sucking ass. That's what it. it you got it. It takes a while to course correct when the, there's a giant franchise involved, and I feel like in the micro you don't really notice that. But I feel like you know if they're kind of recovering over the past three or four years, that's not that much time. It just feels like it's been. It just feels forever. Well, it just feels super long. They were a little rushed. I mean, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman vs Superman. Uh, Suicide Squad, Justice League. I mean, they were just throwing shit at the at the wall, and um, I think they're. I think it's a, it's a nice take a step back. They did Joker right, so they. I think they're yeah. they're looking at what happened there. Um, yeah. And I think that's what Star Wars is doing too. They're just taking a step back. Mando hit well, so we'll keep doing a couple of the series, but we're really going to focus on making and creating a brand new trilogy. Uh, but we're gonna, you know, it's gonna take a couple years. So, yeah. Um, well, at this point, I think we're looking at twenty twenty two, twenty three years. It, no, until it's, it's, the new comes out. I think <laughs> at the end of twenty twenty two, right? Yeah, I think it. Well, I think I want to say that it was, but they pushed everything back a year. So we got three like Star Wars and Avatar. They pushed everything back one year. So we got three years from this December. <sighs> they gotta wait until. Uh, till theaters get back to normal, I feel like I feel like that's one of the big things about a release is like you can't have a, a new trilogy in Star Wars, whether it's Episode Ten or something, or yeah, Episode Ten or something different, and just have it on like an Apple TV release. I feel like they need the theater element to make it happen. 
So they have to wait until things kind of, you know, become regular again next year. Yeah, who knows? And the year after. Yeah, it's a it's a little heavy, like with the Mulan release on Disney Plus. Like you have to have the Disney Plus subscription and then pay another twenty twenty five dollars just to watch the fucking movie. You're like, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, it's iffy, right? Because you can usually well, how much is a ticket usually if you go like evening? Yeah, it's like sixteen, eighteen bucks, right? Yeah, by the time you break it down, like if you go with someone, that's you know, I, thirty bucks. Disney's assuming you're not watching it alone. A movie night is fifty bucks for two tickets and popcorn and and shit. It adds up, so I feel like yeah, they have to try to recoup that, right? Even if we're watching, I'm it at not home. blaming them. It's just it's jarring to see. What I can I'm watching yeah. movies at home already for free. You know, well, with with, with everything considered, you know Netflix and everything. I'm watching it with under a subscription. Now I gotta yeah. pay under your subscription. It's just like, ah. well, especially when something like The Irishman comes out on Netflix for free. Yeah. Then how are you gonna pay twenty bucks for no, exactly you know, for whatever else? Exactly. I forgot about Mulan. To be honest with you, I care not. Yeah. Uh. I, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I was on a flight uh last year and I started trying to watch Aladdin and I just couldn't get into it. Uh, I saw Beauty and the Beast when that came out a couple years ago. That was like fine. I just feel like I'm not as excited for those uh, live actions as I... And I never even bothered to see Lion King, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean... You, I totally ha- you definitely have to be remakes. in the mood. You have to be in the mood for that. Uh, and like, even if you're in a nostalgic or retro mood, Disney's a whole other mood. Like, there... Uh, <laughs> I could be... A Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. like a... There's Disney movie nostalgic, and then there's like Nickelodeon and 90s stuff nostalgic. Disney's a whole separate category. Because you could be yeah. watching... 101 Dalmatians and or you know something that came out in the 90s and it's the same mood 90s is a whole right. other aspect so yeah it's, it's kind yeah, of a yeah, weird yeah. dynamic um but yeah i mulan I, I think i watched once in my life uh it looked fun it looked cool yeah i'm not rushing to pay 25 dollars to see it so we'll see what the fuck happens no um, it does have council haunted it though the uh, other small <laughs> movie release that they squeaked through was bill and ted the new one. Oh, I forgot about that. Fuck, I forgot about that. All right. Um, I have not watched it yet, but uh, I actually, if Tommy Boy wants to uh, shout out and let us know if he liked it, because I think he watched watched it. Some. Did you like it? Um, Did you like it, Tommy Boy? But I was on the uh, the Xbox Store and I googled Oops. or I, I watched. I searched it up and the trilogy of movies was still forty five dollars. I was like, what? <sighs> I'm not paying that for. Two. Just wait three months exactly. and it'll be free. <laughs> it'll be- yeah. So I'm just I'm holding off. I get they're trying to make money. It's just it ain't it ain't coming out of my pocket. I keep going back and forth between like I'll stop paying for Hulu for a couple months and then I get HBO Max and then I get I finish watching a series or something or like South Park isn't back yet. So then I'll ditch that and I'll go back to Hulu. I feel like I just keep cycling around because there's different things on different platforms. And now there's so many. And then the NBC one's coming out. Peacock or whatever the hell. Watching that. Like there's just... And they're going to take The Office and Parks and Rec off of Netflix, which I'm going to cry about. But I don't know. There's just too many services. You just keep bouncing around. Yeah. we, uh, My my family, we, we share three. So I only pay for one. So nice. I, we have Hulu, Disney Plus, and Netflix. But I only pay for one. Hulu's been trying to crack down on like multiple devices and stuff. At least for me, like I logged in on my phone and then I went to log in on my Apple TV and it was like, you're already logged in, motherfucker. 
Um, Tommy Boy says he loved the new Bill and Ted. A little too quirky at times, but fuck yeah. No, nice. that's what I. That's kind of what I expected. You know, quirky is perfect. You know, you it you, it almost has to be over the top. It's Bill and Ted. Like, oh it yeah, can't just make it stupid and dumb because that's what I expect. And laugh at yourself because the old movies were also kind of trash. But that's why I like it. You know. Well, the thing I'm worried about with that style though is because remember we talked. I tried to watch the new Jane Saw Bob, and it was just too far in that direction. Like, we know this is stupid, and we're going to play off of it the entire time. It just was it was it was cringe. So I was worried about that with Bill and Ted if they were gonna go that direction as well. So it's good to hear that you liked it. No, I mean I guess the weird thing is I think I don't I think the old Bill and Ted's hold up better than Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob are very surface level <laughs> fart jokes. Bill and yeah. Ted is just kind of a goofy movie. I don't know. I, I view them differently. Actually, you know what's funny is uh <laughs> The first time I saw Bill and Ted, I actually got the second one at a pizza hut for buying a personal pan pizza. <laughs> I, I that's where I that's where I, I remember because we were going camping and my we had like a my mom brought her laptop or something just for in case we had needed something to do as kids. And on the way there, we stopped at Pizza Hut and I was like, a free DVD? Like I'm getting that. That's like, fucking awesome. So yeah. I watched Bill and Ted like four times while we were camping. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better to do while camping than watching. Uh... I totally possess my dad. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Oh, man. So uh, I'm going to have to watch. It's been so long since I've seen any of those. So I'm going to have to watch uh, the first two and then see the new one in, in sequentials. Just so I can remember what's going on. Oh, cool. Do I look 3D to you? Why? Because my glasses? Yeah. Does this look 3D? Three dimensional? Am I coming through your screen? So everybody who's only listening has no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, everybody. God damn. I'm turning into Joe Rogan. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I got a, uh, a 3D filter with my 3D glasses. He's got on. like a Snapchat filter on his face on, on the on the stream. It's pretty active, too. I can't like... Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> that looks ridiculous. You're going to give yourself a headache. Uh, that's all right. I, I, you snap your neck. Snap your fingers. Snap your neck. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on in the world, man? I know. Uh, so Rogan moved to Austin, Texas. I've been following that. Oh, really? Got his new studio. Yeah. Got on Spotify. Yeah, I was waiting. He's not all. He's not exclusive yet until the end of the year, but he's now on Spotify. New studio in Austin. Uh, I gotta say, he's been drunk the past like four episodes, and it's been kind of annoying. <laughs> oh, really? Like actually drunk? Yeah, and he usually doesn't drink on the show. Like he'll have like one, one or two for cheers with somebody. But I gotta say, the last three or four episodes have been good for the first like hour and a half, and then he just starts sliding <laughs> and he starts saying the same thing over and over again. He's like, "Duncan Trussell, you had to be the first man. You had to be the first one on Spotify." And then ten minutes later, he he says it again and again. Yeah, um, maybe maybe but I know that, that's a big deal. Maybe so. he's going full Rogue Squadron podcast. He, he, he listened he's, to some he's old. Like I heard these. <laughs> Yeah, these old episodes. I heard these guys were like 2014, man. They're hilarious. Yeah. I'm copying them. What do they do? Oh, just get hammered. Okay. <laughs> Except he's having tequila and not uh, what were we, whatever Keystone we're drinking back then. Keystone or uh, Genesee or whatever. Jesus, my body hurts already just thinking about it. <laughs> um, What did we not talk about before the break? What was I in the middle of? What were you in the middle of? Star Wars wise or video game wise or book 
Um, Book wise, did I talk about Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I think you did. I I nice. finished the first book of the Clone, <laughs> the Republic Commando series. Yeah, um, nice, nice. It was it was great. Just just it w- it was a simple story <laughs> that they really delved into. I'm glad you liked the it. clones on an epic level. So it was really good. I'm uh, just scratching the surface of the second one. Um, again, it just seems really fun, really cool. Uh, point of view from or, you know a Star Wars point of view from from the clones perspective. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just fun, man. And their their breakdown of like the arc troopers and how they are basically Boba Fett or Jangos running around like savages and they're hard to deal with. And then yeah. you got the clone commandos and um, yeah, it, it's it's a cool hierarchy and how they view themselves and then how mm-hmm. the uh, rest of the galaxy views them. Like you're being used, and they're like, "Yeah, that's why. That's the only reason I'm here." Um, yeah, it's a it's a cool dynamic. Yeah, I was watching something on Star Wars Explained, and he was just raving about the Clone Wars and how they took what would what was seemingly like a super one dimensional character being the clones, like they're all the same person. How could you get interesting at all? And throughout the series, they made them so unique and diverse and interesting. And I thought Republic Commando did a good job of that. First, before they scrapped it all, um, they're both good in different ways, but I do have a soft spot for Republic Commando. Probably nostalgia factor, but uh, but very good. No, it. I mean, it it holds up greatly. Good. That's um, good to hear because it's been a while, yeah. I mean, it, the saving grace is that they're humans. Regardless if they're clones and they all look the same, they're all going to have different experiences. They even have different um, commanders that teach them in young in their training, so they have different quirks. Right. They have different experiences. If their squad goes down and they're they're lone survivors, they're gonna have like regret and crazy shit that they gotta carry. Um, yeah, with them. So it's it's just like they're just a fuck ton of people that look the same. That's literally it. Uh, outside of that, yeah, it's not like the Kaminoans took away their emotion emotions or they, anything. It is weird that they do limit them. Well, and understandably, but they it's almost like they outgrow those limitations simply mm-hmm. by being human. So Right. Well that's good. Are you are you planning on continuing through the whole thing? I mean I bought the whole rest series? of the whole series on Amazon. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'm in the second book. I'm probably only like fifty pages in. Um but yeah, I'm I'm not driving through it like the first one. I mean I blew through the first one in a weekend, which is the fastest that's the fastest I've ever read a book. <laughs> even faster than how good it is. Even faster than the Harry Potters. Um, but you know, with all things said, well, those are super long. Though, yeah, they are, but they're super easy to read. But yeah, that's what I was doing. Uh, gaming wise, I'm just kind of jumping all over the fucking place. Uh, currently back into Fallout Four, so that's, uh, that's oh, where I'll leave it. Such a great, definitely jumping all over the place. Such a great game, such a great yeah. game. And there's yeah, everywhere you look, there's something new. Uh, I think I talked about Lord of the Rings last time. I finished that, and then I started back on Game of Thrones. So I am about halfway through the third book, Storm of Swords. Um, I've been reading a couple chapters and then going to the show and watching an episode. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay ahead of the show. Wait, what are you uh, talking about? Oh, Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. Yeah, my head. I'm, I'm trying to. What do you, you think? Lord, I, I was like on the Lord of the Rings thing so hard, and then when you Lord of the Thrones, Lord the Thrones of the Rings. Game Game of Rings. Ring Go ahead. I was so confused. It's a fantasy book about the Olympics. But game of Rings. <laughs> um, no, I've been trying to read a little bit and then go back and watch what I just read on the show and just kind of see how it lines up. Um, 
so it, it's been fun. It's been interesting. That is one area where I'll get super snobby and say that the books are better than the show. For sure. In Game of Thrones? Yeah, there's just more opportunity to... Because you get in their head. Every chapter is from a certain character's point of view. Yeah. And it's, it swaps back and forth. So, like, in the show, they have to make up a scene where Jamie Lannister tells Brienne everything that he's thinking and feeling about being called the Kingslayer and everything. Or in the book, that's just happening in his head. So, you get that story or that backstory. Um, so, but it's been interesting. I never... Uh, last time I went through them, I never read Dance with Dragons, which is number five. So I'm excited to get to that one. And then hopefully by the time I finish, we'll have a release date for six. I don't know. Everyone's still waiting. It's been like 10 years. So we'll see. So that's what I've been, I've been going through. Enough years, man. The Thrones. That's the most. I'm so immersed, man. I love, I love the universe. The world building in Thrones is so deep. Yeah. It's It's insane. We, we we actually started rewatching uh the series from the first episode. Uh yeah. we were still I think we're at the end of the first season. Uh so we kind of came to a to a halt, but um admittedly the like first two episodes I was like mm, doesn't really hold up as well as I wanted it to until it really started pushing through. It felt really um like daytime TV esque. I don't know where I'm going. It was like the first and second episode. I was, uh, it, it was kind of cringy. Um, what? I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I'm offended. But yeah, pushing for probably just because like a pilot is always harder to do because yeah, you can't spend as much to build everything that you want. So yeah, exactly. And it was yeah. it just a little, just a tad clunky. And I don't think everybody exactly knew their characters. And uh, you know, it just it felt a little clunky. Felt like, uh, felt a little daytime TV, but uh, we got beyond that, and uh, people are being murdered, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just gets intense, man. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. So that's what I've been reading. Uh, I haven't picked up my controller in forever, so I haven't played anything. Um, but we can, I guess, we can chat about Squadrons a little bit because I didn't realize. I guess I forgot that it was the beginning of October when that comes out. I was thinking like holiday, so I was like a couple months off, but we're only a few weeks away from uh, Star Wars Squadrons coming out. So hopefully that will uh, force me over to my Xbox. Sitting back there. It's collecting dust. It's a paperweight. What do you want to say about Squadrons? <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. I mean, go go watch yourself. Go watch some trailers, man. Go watch yourself a trailer there. See what you think about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, the have you seen some gameplay? Because yeah. last we 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 uh, broke the show before the gameplay had actually come out, so I watched a little oh. bit of that. So our I guess to kind of catch up. Our concerns were that they were going to limit the customization, and they did the complete opposite. Um, from mm-hmm. what I understand, there are fifty levels of customization yeah. from engines to hull to speed to lasers to different missiles that you can use to yeah to, uh, like bonus upgrades different i mean everything you could ever imagine and uh that's exactly what i fucking want to be honest yeah um it's almost like they took everything that's in the x-wing miniatures games as far as like upgrades and add-ons and like put all that shit in there yeah there's just so many options which that's that's exactly what i want i want to be able to create my own yeah. ship and run it and then yeah. You know, one, once I get good with that ship, let's let's start with a whole nother one or or change my ship, my setup. Um, Hell yeah! And they said like uh, you you'll play off each other so much in this game, so um, it looks smooth. It does look tough. They don't have like 
looks very hard. It yeah. doesn't have like the targeting of the Starfighter Assault and Battlefront. So it doesn't have to give you that <laughs> lead eyeball to shoot at, you know. So um, it's you're, you're literally just blind shooting at ships and you got to lead yourself or do whatever the fuck yep. you need. So. Yeah, it looks like they did incorporate a lot of like flight simulator style uh, mechanics to it. It's not as easy. It's not like an arcade game. Um, one thing I didn't realize watch until I watched the gameplay is that it is in first person. So you're yeah. in the cockpit the whole time. There's no like toggle back and forth to to third person, which is interesting because that affects like you think of a ship stats and everything. Is it fast? Is it light? Is it heavy armored shields? But the cockpit and like how the ship is built plays a huge yeah. uh, piece as well because you can't fucking see yeah. things around yeah. you if you're in one of those big hawking ships. Yeah. Just like a regular vehicle, you have blind spots, and yeah. if you're in a and if you're in a bomber, you look to your left. You're like, well, I don't even fucking see him over there because there's a big wing in my way. You're like, fuck, <laughs> that's just the other half of my bomber. Oh, over well, there. What's over there? <laughs> the oh, it's me. Yeah, great. Uh, so that should be interesting. No, I think it for it, it forces you to play the fucking game. It's it's not yeah. gonna baby or or walk you through the stupid shit. Um, so just fucking play it. That's uh, admitted. Admittedly, <laughs> I would probably have played it third person. I prefer that, but. Fuck off and yeah. play the game. But it'll be nice to... I always loved seeing the um, the variability in the cars in Forza when you went to first person. Like how the inside of the car obviously was modeled just as beautifully as the outside. So I always thought that was interesting and you could see your guy turn, you could see your guy shift whenever you did that in first person. So yeah, it'll take some getting used to for me, but I've never been that good at flying games. So it'll definitely take some getting used to. So maybe I'll play support ship or something. Yeah, I mean the support I can't, stuff. I can't hit very the well. support stuff looked fun too, like just targeting yeah. and locking on Ewings. and defending and boosting shields and like, oh, th- dude, it looks awesome. It looks fun. Um, uh, Shinobi just mentioned here too. It's cross-platform play. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, and there was five on five, baby. It, yeah. So the, I think some of the gameplays were five on five. There was like a galactic assault esque that you. You, you blow up the big ships to get to the bigger ships and then you get to the, the capital class ship uh, and you pick it apart depending on the systems that you want to attack so um, yeah no it looks it looks really fun uh, and I even saw some gameplay where the flying like the dude came to a complete stop in space what? yeah I was like wait a second I've never seen that I know you could do that so either there's a either there's a break that you can fully come to a stop and or there's a, a throttle that you have to use to go forward and i was just yeah. like wrapping up my mind around that it's like either way it's it's kind of cool because they they were they were mentioning like using an e-brake just like poe did that you yeah. can use that oh yeah you yeah, can yeah. use that in the game too i mean it makes sense you're in space if you stop thrusting you don't go anywhere so yeah it makes sense. Well, there's nothing to stop. But in, in all the other in all the other Starfighter games, it was just you're just going. You don't have yeah, any control over exactly. that. You can boost, but you're always just moving at least at a set, uh, steady pace. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think people are going to get pissed up front because it's 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 not going to be easy. So, oh yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. What do I think of it? Uh, all, other otherwise on the gaming stuff, um, those Tony Hawk remasters. I forgot that was happening as well, and I'm very tempted to pick that up if it's out yet. Is it out yet? Yeah, people have been playing it. Uh, I've heard oh, nothing yeah. but good things that they did a very good job on it. Nostalgia, man, they get you. Yeah, ninety six percent, brah. Literally, all they have to do is update the graphics, keep the game the exact fucking same. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. Like, add some, like, fun Easter eggs in it, update the graphics, and I'm fucking fine with it. I'm just checking out the site really quick. Yeah, available now. They're promoing on PlayStation. It's on, I'm assuming it's on Xbox, too, right? I would assume so. I hope so, or I'll cry. <laughs> Are you crying? Damn. Not yet. I haven't figured out if it's on Xbox yet or not. Xbox. I'll check it out later, but... Uh, yeah, you know how I how I how I be. We say that on the on the show all the time. I, I take breaks. I go through waves. I'm not in the in the gaming mood right now. It. Uh, I um, sorry to cut you off. It's it is available on Xbox and it's only forty bucks, brand new. Oh, nice. Glad they didn't go to sixty. What is yeah? What's Good. with that too? Squadrons is forty bucks. Now that this is two games in one, while while it's just a remake, it's nice having it only be forty bucks. Well, I feel like they're trying to preemptively compete with like that uh, Google Google Stadia thing, which is going to be like a subscription, and then the games are like all free. I think. I mean, not free, but like you pay. It's like Game Pass. Like you pay a subscription, and you have X number of games that you can play um, until they get taken off. They compete with that. People aren't going to spend sixty bucks on a game when they can spend you know eight bucks a month and play whatever they want. That Game Pass is really nice. I just don't use it enough. There is a lot of well, just like any streaming service, there's a lot of bullshit in there. But, you know, I played this, like, uh, Surviving Mars game. It was so weird. And I was like, you know what? It's it's fine that I, I'm not, like, in love with this game. Mm-hmm. You know, just setting up a station on Mars. And I had to, like, land this rocket. And it was just really goofy. I don't know. I was like, fine. It's fine with it. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? Thank you. That's cool. Um... I also saw that Rob Zombie released a steelbook of the whole trilogy with Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, and the new one, which I don't like very much. Uh, but am I, Wait, you, you saw the new one? The Three from Hell? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we talked about that. I thought it was, it was like, fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably something worth getting. I would like the, like, like just like have- collectors, just to have the steelbook, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think I have House of Thousand Corp, and it's like standard edition. Like it's below. Holy, holy, holy! Yeah, yeah. It's stuck <laughs> on a dog's titties for all I care. So yeah, I, th- I saw that uh, on his Instagram. So that might be worth picking up. It's at Target. So, fuck! I was just at Target. You know, you know what's another uh, good one that that he did was uh, Lords of Salem, and I, I know like years ago I mentioned that. Um, Kind of a slower movie, a little weirder. Yeah, not so much in your face, but uh, I always I enjoyed it. So if you can grab that or watch that for under ten bucks, I'd, I'd recommend. I never finished it. I think I was telling you every time I tried, I would always fall asleep, and I thought the movie was putting a spell on me. I kept falling asleep in the middle of it, and it freaked me it out because I watched like it that. at like midnight. It does feel like that because it's very witchy Salem, yeah. like, and, and you see this girl start off very happy. You know, and then she kind of slides into this weirdness, and it's it's pretty fucking creepy because yeah. you feel like you're sliding into it right, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It it does pull you in, so it's fun. What hell? Shit the bed. What he- hell? What kind of exclamation <sighs> is that? <laughs> shit the bed. Instead of instead of hey everybody how you doing? What hell? Shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was like ridiculous when we saw that for the first time. I was like, what? just accidentally left the dvd on for too long and he just pops out and starts swearing at you it's like, <laughs> what 
if you don't pick one of these motherfucking options, I wish, people, it, I wish things did that uh, these days. I sound like an old person, but like, yeah, you know how Netflix when you're scrolling through and it just plays like trailers. As soon as you yeah. hover on something for like half a second, it starts playing the trailer. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if they played like little bonus features or like menus or something like that for movies and, and TV shows. Dude, it's the it's the Will Smith effect in <laughs> NBA Jam. Like it's in there for no reason, just because. Fuck it. Like that. It's it's that whole idea. Like it, it, let's let's go outside of this movie. Let's go outside of this game and just put something in there that doesn't make any fucking sense, just for the fuck of it. Just yeah. Why not? Yeah. Will Will Smith in NBA Jam. Well, even if it does make why? sense, it's still fun. I remember when yeah. I got the whole Star Wars set right after uh, Revenge of the Sith came out. Maybe it was the DVDs even before Revenge of the Sith was out. Um, but I thought the menus in that was were so interesting. Like there's a whole scene of the movie and like it pauses when Luke's X-Wing lands on Dagobah. And then the menu is like built into that scene. And things are moving yeah. around and you can see like things moving in the water and R2's beeping. And the menu's like built right into that like live scene. I thought that was so interesting. That's how the Blu-rays are. At least my Blu-ray set. Yeah. Because if you, if you put in like Revenge of the Sith, there's actually like five different menus depending yeah, on it's, like it's always random yeah. sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's mustafar anakin landing on mustafar sometimes it's you know whatever yeah. Gr- grievous coughing or something yes um yeah but yeah so anyways do more stuff on the streaming stuff to make it differentiate uh, entertain yourself me. please entertain me while i'm trying to pick between one of your million movies that i don't want to watch i want to be entertained <laughs> do, do, do more uh speaking of disney plus Mandalorian's coming out soon. They released some images. You want to look at them? Let's look at them. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen anything yet. I saw a few. Uh, it mostly just looks like people have new outfits, which is cool. Mando. Entertainment. As long as, as, long as Cara, Cara Dune's in it again, I'm I'm signing as long up. As her shirt is not too covering. <laughs> Keep it tight. That's a Kerner thing to say. I'm turning into Kerner, everybody. All right. Let's get the screen popping. First look at the Mandalorian. Let's take a peek, everyone. Let's see if we can uh, so, uh, get away from these ads and take a peek at the photos. View all. Nice. Here we go. Can you see this, Mopar? Yep. Very cool. Rogue Squadron. Hey, that's us. So let me let me go, we're jump into some theories here. And oh, or based let me off just... the first pick, we're already going to theories, huh? <laughs> No, 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 no. So, you know, I was listening back to one of our uh, older episodes, no, probably weren't. from months ago, way back. You mean the last episode? Um, <laughs> yeah, one of them. Uh, we were discussing how there was news about, like, Boba Fett being in it, and he loses his armor, and somehow he gets it back, or something or another, something like that. And my mind started reeling, like, you know the show's just called The Mandalorian? Like potentially this dude right in front of us might not be the Mandalorian. Maybe we're wrapping this all the way around that the Mandalorian is actually Boba Fett. No one reach around, huh? And that's where we're, we're getting to. I don't, I don't think there's any need for Boba Fett to come in. It'd be a nice cameo, but like there's no, they've established such a character with Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Like I'm cool with that. We don't need to, uh, what's the word? What's the Ryan Johnson word? You don't need to Fucked. subvert our expectations and like make Boba Fett the main character. It'll be nice enough to have a cameo with with Tem, and and that's all we need. It's fine. Well, correct correct me if you I'm were wrong, just talking uh, about how you were happy Shinobi. that Star Wars was, was getting away was getting yeah was creating new characters to follow. 
No, I I listen. I I still stand by that. Yeah. I I like the new stuff, but to throw us for a loop because I guess the issue is they're throwing Ahsoka in here, like okay, and then there's a baby Yoda that you know potentially could be a clone of Yoda or I don't know. However the fuck they want to explain. Yeah. It. And you know there's there's some hard ties in here, but I thought that there were rumors that one Boba Fett was going to show up on screen, be, and this was going to be the first. Uh, storyline of him surviving the Sarlacc. Um, and Boba Fett's not really even that relevant of a character for how big of a name he is in the Star Wars universe. He, we don't see him do anything. That's why he's he, so he, interesting. Because he he's not that interesting. <laughs> right, well, I mean, to be fair, he, the, the, there's, there's like two scenes with him the, where he gets introduced and where he dies. And you're like, well, what the fuck character was that? Like, yeah, it's like the mainstream content of Boba Fett is nothing. The aura and the style and everything surrounding Boba Fett is fucking awesome. All of his interesting stuff is inside things like um, comics and cartoons or whatever. But everyone's just so intrigued by him because all you have to do is look. You can never see the show. Look at the Mandalorian in this image and be like, fuck, that thing is awesome. I don't know what that is. If it's a human or not with armor, that's fucking sweet. So I don't know. It just has mystique about it. So... Re- redeeming Boba Fett a little bit by putting him in here and having them do something fucking cool, I'm all for. Yeah. Well, and it could be literally a redemption of Boba Fett himself because he was helping out the Empire at one time, and they're not hard tied. I mean, they would. Maybe do that, that was. Wouldn't, they? Uh, wouldn't maybe that maybe maybe that was the appeal of Boba Fett originally. You know, he was evil. He was seen as the as a as an evil character simply because he was hunting down Han Solo. Yeah. But he was just in it for the credits. And he, you literally see that played out in Jabba's palace that he didn't even want anybody killed. He was just getting paid by Jabba and and helping out the Empire all on one. You know, I'm sure he got double paid, really, if you, if you look at what happened. Are you double retired? Jabba paid him and the they Empire They would do paid. that, though. They would, like, have a storyline where Boba Fett gets redeemed. Oh, he's actually a good guy this whole time. You, don't, you just misunderstood. Well, I'm wondering, because you already see kind of a, a redemption of the Mandalorians where they yeah. start waking up in the, in the Mandalorian series where they start, you know, this is the way with them. You know, our culture is not a part. Our culture isn't hiding in the dark and just doing bounties. There's so much more to us as warriors and, uh, you know, our, our culture that they need to express themselves. Well, yeah, it's all going to be tied over with the Clone Wars and, and Rebels. Mandalorians are everywhere. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, someone that's that's listening, but the last I heard, we know Tamara Morrison is in the show, but we don't know if it's Boba Fett or if it's Rex or a clone or something. That's the last I know about it. So maybe that's that's what we were discussing because he was if yeah, if he's gonna show up as Boba or And Rex would be both, ninety. Maybe. Like 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 Ren like Brennan says in the chat, Rex would be approximately about fucking ninety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although Boba Well, that's because of his advanced aging because of his clonage. That's <laughs> clonage! <laughs> clonage! Uh, okay, cool. So, he's just hanging out on Tatooine. I like the, the the rhino horn. What do they call that? The horn? Horn beast? Uh, mud horn. Mud horn. Yeah, it's a cool sigil. Uh, it ab- what's absolutely his name again? Is. It's a fucking badass. Din, Lord Din of House Jaren. Din. Din Jaren. With the mud horn. Mud horn sigil. Uh, it's going to make me scroll one at a time through each of these. Cara Dune. Okay, your standard smoke show. Standard smoke yeah. show. Just leaning against the, the, the pole there. 
It's an ad. Yeah, he's looking. All weather. He's looking salty. You know what? He's looking regal. He looks like he came into he, some money, I, man. He's, he's he's loaded. Carl, I like the character of Carl Weathers. I, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I like the actor of the character. I like the character of Carl Weathers, too. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Who do you play? I play myself uh, as Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers in Star Wars. I'm an actor in the Star Wars universe. Uh. <laughs> he no he he he's the uh, the badass with a chip on his shoulder and never got his way throughout life, but now he he's helping out this Mando that seems to be changing things. I feel like he he was stuck in the same employment, all this bullshit with the bounties as Din Jaren was, and mm-hmm. with him and Din coming uh, being at odds, you know, throughout the Mando series, but coming together at the end, it's his way out. You know, let's team up. Apollo Creed as Carl Weathers. Yeah, I'm so interested in the fact that he only popped up at the very end of the first season. Like, I'm a, he's the main uh, bad Mo- guy. Moff Gideon? Yeah. I assume there's someone above him, but... Huh. But him having the Darksaber is very intriguing. Who's above them? The Empire's gone. Who's above a Moff? Come on. He's probably well, the highest this, ranking this, Imperial left in the whole galaxy. You want to really get into Kinda. it? Kind uh, of. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, but he's like a corpse for a while. He's not making. Well, he's not making any moves. He's not fighting. Maybe, maybe the emperor's slowly trying to mold to the back of Gideon's head. It's Snoke, and probably. he's gonna float around like that, <laughs> like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. No, not like Harry Potter. Uh, Tatooine, speeder bike, standard. I like the little accessory pouch for a baby Yoda. <laughs> like the back of a Harley where you put like an extra pair of clothes and you just stuff the baby in there. <laughs> Hopefully you don't turn too hard and he pops out. He's going to fall over. Do you, do you want your speeder bike with a seat? How do you feel about tattooing? We're going back. Uh, I think it's fitting. I, I haven't... <laughs> Listen, we complain about d- desert planets all the time. First of all, I mean, it has the Star Wars aesthetic. I'm not going to disagree with that. I just thought, there's a, you know, come on. For, for, I guess my argument would be for the setting, for the characters, a backwater desert planet would be perfect. Like, let's get away. We, you know, the Empire is still the Empire. They're, I mean, they're struggling and they're, they're broken, but they're still fucking out there. So let's not be like, yeah, out, you know. Doing stupid shit right in front of them, like like Coruscant. We should probably yes. say the fuck get the away fuck from away from the Imperial capital. Yes, yeah. I mean, it has the Star Wars vibe. It's where everything started. I, I I get it. I thought Moss Eisley in the first season was great, though, and maybe that's enough. Let's go see some new shit. So I don't know. You know what I? But we also so... did leave that that cliffhanger on that one episode where they killed that bounty hunter, and then you see somebody with the boots a walking up to the corpse. Everyone thinks that's Boba Fett, so we got some unfinished business on Tatooine, maybe. Rendezvous for yeah. Tatooine. I'm wondering what they're going to do. I'm really hoping that they find something, an item, a lightsaber, someone on Tatooine that really leads them to, like, Ahsoka. Something's left. What if, what if there's something from Kenobi left on Tatooine? He spent a lot of fucking time there. Yeah, he buried a bunch of f- fucking treasures. 
He got a treasure map. Drunk Kenobi's treasure map takes him to the yeah. wrong place. <laughs> it leads him. You answer all the clues correctly. It takes you back to the cantina. <laughs> back to the cantina where he bought his death. You get a free drink. From a, from, the droid gives you a from free a guy beer. named Hank, the death stick guy. <laughs> oh man, Baby Yoda classic. I still can't believe how popular Baby Yoda was in like within five seconds that they did a baby it is very shocking because they have free it's not a move it's not like a big box office movie with a 400 million dollar budget they're just like fucking yeah it's a baby yoda puppet throw that shit in there i just you know if they don't like it we'll kill it in the next season (laughs) i i mean i'm torn on i love it i love the risk i love that they put it in there but again like this is so such a fresh brand new thing that like they could have put anything in there but it had to be a baby yoda because everything connects in star wars because that's why we like it and hate it all at the same fucking time all right moving on the Jesus. beautiful thing about it is though is mando is your first introduction to star wars i mean i guess you probably know yoda from a pop culture thing but like you don't know the mystique behind yoda as much so it works even if you're brand new uh Savage. so in the chat uh, people are chatting about who that potential footsteps up uh, on Tatooine was uh Cad Bane was never confirmed killed in uh that I mean I'm telling you one thing right now if my favorite character wasn't Ahsoka it'd be Cad Bane and it definitely be Cad Bane um such a cool character for for a non like the character doesn't need to be that deep He's just a bounty hunter, but they made him very clever, very well-rounded for just a simple character like that. I, I like it. I like it, too. And to see a Duros not be a whiny bitch is always good. Also, for him to, like, go hand-to-hand against some Jedis and, like, talk shit while he's doing it, you're like, I need to see more of this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, put him more that's on screen what Boba a little Fett's bit more. Supposed to, that's what we think of Boba Fett doing, is what Cad Bane does in Clone Wars. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. One of these days, we'll see it. So yeah, I'm uh, very excited for Mando season two. No trailer yet, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know what they're holding off on. You know what I was kind of thinking is maybe they they were planning a release for um, some sports thing, and that that sport thing was delayed or pushed off or something happened. So well, they were kind of holding. Football off. starts today, right? I guess today would be the day. Where's our fucking trailer, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, football started on Thursday, uh, and most of the games were today. So, yeah, maybe maybe it was happening right fucking now. I don't know. Damn, someone update us. Send it to me! <laughs> uh, that has happened multiple times, where trailers debut while we're on the show, so, and we just get to watch it live for the first time. We have great, tra- we have great trailers. <laughs> Let's get a live reaction on the show. Kill two birds with one stone. Get two stoned birds. I was uh, get two stoned birds at the same time. Uh, I was just looking up some other Star Wars news, preparing for the comeback. Uh, I, there's some new books. There's some new comics. Uh, nothing major. I picked up the rest of the Kylo Ren. God damn this fucking background. There you go. The Rise of Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, just the full thing with the first six or eight or ten issues. I don't know. So I'm going to finish that up because I only read the first few. Um, and that's the one that starts with him at the Jedi Temple and it burns down and he goes and sees Snoke at that garden. Yep. Yeah, that garden planet thing. So that'll be interesting. The other comics and stuff is stuff that I wasn't really into. Uh, I noticed some weird thing about Vader 
teaming up with one of Padme's handmaidens to try to investigate how Padme died. Yeah. Which seemed like, I don't know. People were saying like that yeah. it was actually pretty good. And I was just like, I felt the same way. They just should be murdering Everybody all of those people and just figure and just be, uh, like, I was so confused. Was Everybody like, was like, oh my God, this is great. I kept rereading it. Like, are you sure? What the fuck is happening? Like he went to like pull the tomb apart to see her. And then this droid was like, wait, I found a marking. We should leave now. And then every, they just walked out. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is actually happening? It's just the thought of all the old Nubian people teaming up with Vader and not killing him and Vader teaming up with anyone other than himself and not killing them. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. It seemed, maybe I'll read it one day. I don't know. When, when it's done, maybe I'll get a summary, plot summary. Yeah. I thought maybe it was pulled out of, con- you know, out of context, but I was like, awesome, right? well, I kept rereading it. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck people are like. Brandon said Padme was sad because no trailers. She died from lack That's, of trailers. Lack of trailers. Obviously. That's, There's Padme's dying right now because no trailer. Do something about it. Uh, the only other thing that we probably didn't talk about because of the break was they're doing a new Star Wars holiday special Lego edition this holiday season. So that'll be interesting. That'll be perfect. It'll be It'll good. Be better than the original. Right That's for sure. Well, God, the original one's so... You know, just even once for, a year, just get drunk and watch the holiday special. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's that like it's so bad. It's it's good esque, but it got. Yeah, I always get halfway through it, and it gets to the point like I can't watch this anymore. There's just parts like, where the stormtroopers are just walking around like kicking Lumpy's toys. <laughs> it's like exactly. what's happening? They're torturing this yeah. little this little Wookie. Post post porn scene. I'm, I I usually tune out. <laughs> That's like the first I usually, thing. That I know. <laughs> they introduce Ellen Ellen DeGeneres, and then the porn scene happens, and then I usually tune out. Oh man! So that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, all the Lego stuff is so well done. I'm sure it'll be great. It'll be fun. All right, let's get into <coughs> some drama shit here. I some- love drama, especially Star Wars drama. Especially since you have been out of the loop, because I, I've heard nothing but people shitting on everything. Um, it is concerning to say the least. I tried to reloop so, myself, but I didn't hear about this, so I'm excited. You gotta get you gotta get looped. So <clears throat> Josh Gad, who is low key one of my favorite people alive, yeah, um, did an interview. I don't know what show, or it looks like it was on ABC, or I think he has like, maybe on the he's been doing Kimmel a show. streaming thing. I thought lately. Yeah, it looks like it, may, it might have been a part of the Jimmy Kimmel show. Um, but Daisy Ridley was discussing uh, Ray's Of course she Harris. was. Of course she was. All right. So hold on. Is there, is hold there on an, to your butt. Is there an article or a video hold you want to reference? Butts. All right. I no, can't. I got her quote right here. All right. So. Oh, let me scroll up. Wrong quote. Wrong, wrong one. Wrong one. Okay, right here. So, quote, at the beginning, there was toying with an Obi-Wan connection, and then it really went to that she was no one. When it came to episode nine, JJ pitched me the film and was like, so yeah, Palpatine's granddaddy, like your granddaddy. Then two weeks later, he was like, yeah, we're not sure. So she might still be no one. There was a lot said there in two or three sentences. So, uh, so if you're writing seven, eight, and nine, 
So, okay, on the surface, on the surface, oh. everyone's like, oh my God, they kept changing their minds. It's shitty. You know, it's all over the place. Like, even from an actor's point of view, Ray is supposed to be playing this person knowing one thing that she is possibly a Kenobi. And then you go to the next movie, and no, 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 she's no one. And then you get to the next fucking movie, and now she's someone else completely. And it's like, it's just concerning that they didn't have a path for her. <laughs> yeah. Now, I guess my my only rebuttal would be that, like, large things were changed in the original trilogy. That's what Brendan just Vader, said, yeah. Yeah, Vader was Luke's dad. It's, oh, by the way, episode six, Leia is your sister. Right. So there, I, and I don't think that was written from day one, especially the the Vader being dad. I don't think that was written day one. I think that was a change right at the last second. But this is modern story writing. Yeah. And you're writing a trilogy all at once for one reason. So it fucking flows and you have a direction from day one. Well, they didn't really write it all at once, though. That's the problem. Well, obviously, they, they had an idea, but they kept flip-flopping. And I don't know. Maybe this is, was kind of a large thing that Ryan Johnson did kind of change. Yeah. And then that's what it sounds like. JJ had to go back in and kind of refix it, but also changed his mind in refixing it. But see, Just in, a lot... Go ahead. A lot of people view it as there wasn't really a plan, and then Ryan kind of set things on a trajectory only to have JJ come back into the picture and just rewrite everything. Which is the problem. There's a lot of Star Wars fans that consume every single piece of content and they know what canon is. And there's comics and there's scenes in video games and, well, not video games so much anymore, books, what have you, that establish backstory for characters like Poe and Rose. And then when you get into episode nine, JJ has come back into the mix and like, he can't follow every single thread from every single little book and young adult book and comic. So he just does his own thing. And now all that stuff is just thrown away and it doesn't really count. So, yeah, I mean, that's people's issue with it. The, the problem that I have, I think, I mean, I get that they, they do things, they roll with the punches, as Shinobi says. It wasn't all planned out. I get that. The problem with that I have is that Daisy Ridley lied and kind of stuck to that the whole time assuming because disney didn't let her say anything which i guess makes sense but she's she was saying in press and all this that oh you know we've known the whole time like nothing's changed nothing's different it's been this way i've known this like it hasn't been anything shocking or, or, or changed and then here we go obviously that's all a fucking lie yeah, I mean, Shinobi's making the same points that I had, but it's like Vader wasn't always meant to be the chosen one. Luke and Leia weren't always meant to be related. A lot of famous lines weren't written until they until filming. Like, I, I, I get the creative... I get the process, especially back in the 70s and early 80s. Oh, yeah. And especially but, with something like Star Wars in the 70s and 80s. But, like, we're... This is... we're It's 2020 right now. And stuff like Marvel has been doing crazy things and i'm sure that small things have changed under marvel's control too but like there's certain threads that don't yeah 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 exactly and the the fact that you're gonna i mean who's the main character of the sequel trilogy ray ray and you're gonna say every episode it changed like daisy ridley has to act a certain way and she's told one thing in episode seven then she's told another thing in episode eight now she's 
uh, scrap all that. Right. Now you gotta pretend. Now you gotta pretend like you you've had a, a broken past because your last name is Palpatine now. Right. Well, well, what the fuck? Like. Right. Now you want to kill this I guy. Would, I would have been pissed if I was Daisy. I mean, I would have I would have been pissed if I was a, her supporting cast. Right. Like you're supposed to like. Well, think uh, think about the whole to, thing of Poe being a spice runner. That's just thrown in out of nowhere. Like that wasn't his past. He's been like a rebel fighter the whole time because his parents were rebel fighters. And now he's like a spice runner all of a sudden. Like what? No, that's a valid point. too. They were talking about like the new Poe book. It was written to kind of tie that into Poe's already established backstory somehow and like kind of mesh the two. Um, Let's just say, first of all, I guess not first of all, but still Daisy Ridley did a fantastic job in all three movies trying to handle all of those changes and everything with the story and with the character choices and with whatever JJ threw at her. I mean, she put on an amazing performance the whole time. So props to her. I mean, I can't imagine like coming into set or coming in to see the script and everything for the new movie that's supposed to tie everything up. And they're just like, Oh yeah, we, we changed all that stuff. That must be so frustrating. So all the stuff about the original trilogy being changed and written on the fly. Like I totally get that. It's, it's lucky that it worked. It ex- I'm just going to say that's that. That's very true. It, it explains things. Uh, it explains the process, I guess. Doesn't necessarily make it good or the right choice. Like, I feel like they could have done things differently, but it does at least explain away. It gives you an excuse. You know, I think the difference is the original trilogy was George's. He was the one making the changes. Kind of. You know what I'm saying? There was still one storyline in his head and he was tweaking it along the way, but we're getting, you know, to the end. This one, it had, it felt, it did feel like there was ten hands in there, small changes, different directors, and I know, I know the original trilogy had different directors, but George was still there saying, "No, fuck off, do it this way." <laughs> kind of, I would wager, and I'm not an expert on the uh, the filmmaking process of the old three, but I would wager that a lot of the stuff that people really, really fucking love from five is because of the writer and the director i would bet it's from kirshner and it's from um what the fuck's his name lawrence kasdan i would put my money on that and george like george like is uh the puppet master behind the scenes but when they get to set i feel like a lot of that really falls back to what the director decides but wasn't kirshner involved in writing the sequels kasdan was kasdan in seven so and what uh I think just seven. I think. Oh, really? I thought he was a part of it the whole time. He might. Have also, been. have you heard ran- randomly? Uh, I heard that George was being pulled back in. I heard a rumor about that too. That Kathleen is moving to uh, a different company, and they're bringing George back. But that well, could totally Kathleen, be a rumor. I knew Kathleen was moving on some way somehow. Uh, it's unfortunate. I don't know how much control she actually had or how much pushback she actually gave, but uh, the way everything ended up, a lot of people, a lot of people are, you know, upset with Star Wars and her name's all over it. So yeah, but a lot of people were pissed about uh, how the trilogy ended in '83. They were pissed at six. Half the movie is Ewoks. I mean, people were pissed about things. Yeah, I'm not. And again, I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm saying she was the one in charge when all this happened. Yeah. So. They look to you because you allowed it to happen. Not that you chose all the direction or the writing or any of it. Right. It still happened under your watch. And, you know, regardless, some people are upset. You know, a lot of people. 
supposedly so um but yeah i guess when this came out people of, of course all the haters were like oh of course see more evidence that it's shit yeah. and it supports my my theory of everything sucks ass um which it kind of does it's it's a glaring i it, it's it, <laughs> you know i'm looking at a, a screenshot of her smiling so that big daisy ridley smile but i'm like i wonder if she really knew what she was doing when she was saying this and how much it actually means yeah because that's the problem is like the actors don't realize how rabid star wars fans are i guess sometimes they do like when they get attacked like daisy ridley and um uh kelly marie tran like left social media because star wars fans are such dickheads but a lot of times like they're saying something in the moment during an interview they don't realize it's going to have like repercussions through the entire fandom which they shouldn't yeah. have to. I mean, they're paid to no. to act, and then they can leave it behind. Harrison Ford was yeah. always really good at that, but they're no more. They're no longer an employer. I blame You're us. Gone. I blame us. You... Um, we, you know me what? And you, I still watch specifically. We are responsible for the entire everything. No, 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 no. I voted differently. I know. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. Star Wars fans, like we're all passionate. We all we all suck at the same time. Super annoying. I try yeah. not to, but I mean, you fall into it every once in a while. How many times have I said on this podcast that Republic Commando was awesome and Clone Wars is stupid? So many times. It's not really true. I just like the Republic Commando a lot better because I was, I don't know, 17 when I read those. Uh, Shinobes is talking about a, a GQ interview with um, John Boyega. Uh, John Boyega. Uh, yeah, I unfortunately, I didn't watch it or 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 or, watch, or like read anything about it um so i'm sorry there's not much i can say i know it was a pretty heavy interview that he felt spited one um, way or another we can pull it up um, we can pull it up john boyega gq yeah let's talk shit about star wars so and i, I from what i heard passing by you know on the internet was it was it was racially charged so he of course felt slighted um so I don't know. You know, I was kind of wrapping my head around like the writing process and the creative process and trying to cast uh, certain characters. And I was wondering how you maybe you felt like if you are writing a movie and you and you you have one character that you see that like like Finn. Let's just say Finn. Like I see him being played by a black actor, or. The other way around, Luke. I see him being played as a as a white actor. Yeah, is that wrong? Or like, are are you limiting yourself? I I was kind of just wrapping my head around like, I mean, it, your vision is your vision. Mm-hmm. But you know, if a, uh, an actor comes in and a- absolutely kills the part, then you should probably go with that actor, regardless of everything, appearances or whatever is involved. I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, as a, as a creative mind, I don't know how much leeway I would give if I've already envisioned a character one way. Uh, well, things are different nowadays, I guess. You really have to consider that a lot more closely than you would have back in the day. Yeah. It's also just weird in Star Wars because it's not... It doesn't take place on Earth. So yeah. it's just a little strange. I mean, I guess humans are the most... Uh, popular species in the galaxy. So how many variations of humans are there? I mean, I guess the same way that you have Twi'leks are the second most populous. So you have green, blue, gray, whatever, color different Twi'leks. So I guess it's the same kind of thing. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And again, I, I wish I had read uh, the whole thing or watched the, the video. Um, but, you know, everybody's going to have their opinions. I don't know what the creative process or the creative thinking was behind uh, bringing John Boyega in and or limiting the role of Finn. Because um, like Shinobi says, Finn was originally meant to be more of a main hero, which he feels... Uh, let's see. To add to the nonsense of what happened to John Boyega, apparently Lucasfilm was looking at replacing him mid-filming. Toosh. Um. Wow. Wait, I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, there must be more to it than than, than what I, I know. Yeah, I I to get rid of someone mid-filming. That's pretty ridiculous, especially in the first fucking film. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, I see. Here's one big bolded quote on the GQ thing. It says, uh, "Here, I'll just share the screen really quick so y'all can see what's going on." If you're watching the stream, that is. It says, "You don't see one black person in Lord of the Rings. I ain't paying money to always see one type of person on screen. We can ruffle up some feathers." That's just a poll quote from the from the interview. Yeah, I mean, it's especially weird in things like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, because is it based on kind of old medieval England? I mean, I don't, how do you make that nowadays and appease everything that you need to think about? It's complicated. Yeah, I guess. Um, Very complicated. Yeah, it's even hard to talk about, to be uh, to be honest. You know, like most films are are going to be filmed in the united states which you know that i mean it's they're not minorities for a reason you know what i'm saying well what'd you say not star wars star wars is filmed in the united states edited no i mean lucasfilm is here yeah but it's mostly filmed in london and except for uh, when it's yeah. when it's on site at you know in Endor or the desert or whatever but yeah most of it pinewood studios is in london yeah, I just I don't know the I don't know the creative process behind it and and, and casting and, and the ideas of who they pick. Like obviously you want the the best actor or the the best fit for the character, but if I don't yeah I don't know. But like you like your point to the game or the uh, no black people on Game of Thrones. Yeah. We're getting into dangerous territory. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, if it's based kind of, I think Martin has said a lot that Game of Thrones mm. and even like the map is based on England. So, I mean, back then, honestly, that's kind of that's what it's based on. I don't know. It's like we should be talking right. About this. Uh, is it is it is it accurate to the region or is it? I mean, it's fantasy, so you don't really have to follow it. But if he's kind of basing exactly. it on the medieval times, then yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know either. Yeah. The question should should be asked. I mean, I, I, I like that he's at least speaking up. The same thing with Daisy Ridley. At least she's you know speaking her mind and giving us a peek under the tent of what, what was actually happening. And it seems like there was more tort turmoil around this trilogy. And it's not like Star Wars wasn't wrapped around a turmoil. There was... <laughs> Leia and Han were banging behind the scenes and... and Jesus, like right. there was, there was always drama behind everything, and yeah, and Star Wars has always been on the brink of uh, kind of breaking down barriers and pushing and pushing, um, you know, 
yeah current thought current things but i mean yeah. that's yeah i think i feel like in star wars they have the liberty to do whatever they want because it's in space so there's no earth there's no specific races and minorities as far as like subsets of humans so yeah the fact that finn's black shouldn't matter at all it's awesome it shouldn't like it shouldn't affect anyone as far as thinking like who's a stormtrooper who's not what are this what is the race of humans in star wars supposed to look like like you can do whatever you want it's all good well, I wonder if he felt like he was chosen because he was black. Like we we have like an all white cast, yeah, yeah. We have an all white cast, so we need you know we'll make Finn the token black guy in our movie. So that's why we will pick John Boyega. Maybe that's how he felt somewhat slighted, like he was only chosen because of that. I don't know. I need a summary. I need to read that whole article actually, and then talk about it. No, with more yeah. well, exactly. <laughs> there was no. We didn't no add context. anything to any of that. Yeah, sorry, Shinobes. <laughs> We just spitballed for a few minutes on nothing. But no, it's, you know, it's relevant stuff to the to the time. So I like Finn, man. I like and I like John Boyega. So I, I thought his character was. I mean, of all the things that you could say about nine, I really liked how Finn came into his own. The fact that he's force sensitive is cool. It's not like groundbreaking, but it's cool. Uh, leaves potential for future stories, whether it's comics or in movies. Uh, so that's interesting. The fact that he's in charge, he's a general, like a co-general with Poe is cool. Uh, well, he he took he character. took over the 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 rogue uh, stormtrooper from Han. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was Han's background, yeah. and we still kind of see that in the solo movie that Han was a stormtrooper at one point. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of he's so, picking up uh, that legacy of Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Now that the whole sequel trilogy is ended, the actors can now they can say whatever they want. They, now they can actually say how they feel. You know what I mean? Right, right. Which is going to throw more drama because you, you're going to get... It's like being on a football team. Everything's fine until you leave the team. And then it's like, right. oh, yeah, that guy yeah, was a Michael dickhead. Jordan's that guy's... Yeah. Yep, exactly. So... Um, I know you said football but, and I said Michael Jordan, but I've been watching The Last Dance, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you ke- are you keeping up with it? Well, there's 10 full. I think I'm on episode six, so I'm halfway through. Yeah, so it's not as good as I as everyone was saying, and I'm a huge fucking basketball fan. But yeah. it was definitely interesting to to hear his his thoughts. Nostalgia, man. Um, '90s, dude. That was it. Was funny because I I'm not as into sports now, but I forget how obsessed I was with all things sports back when I was a kid in the '90s. So I uh, so our buddy Steve, Revenge of the '90s, check them out. But they did a Space Jam episode. And they were talking about the Last Dance documentary in there. So that kind of spurred me to go watch it. I started watching it. And then when I was home last weekend, I was looking at some old pictures and I was like, I'm wearing a fucking Bulls jersey in like every photo when I was eight years old. (laughs) I forgot how obsessed I was with everything. With basketball and uh, baseball and all those other sports with the balls at the end. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I'm halfway through that. It's worth it's worth a watch, especially if you're were were into it back then and or just a basketball fan now. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. And obviously, I was a kid then, so I didn't know like the full, I guess the full weight of like how good the Bulls were and how good Michael Jordan was back then. So it's really interesting to see like everyone's come up in college and how they change and like the first teams they were on and like Rodman used to be on the uh, the Pistons. I didn't know that and that rivalry that they had. I didn't know anything about that because I was too young. So mm-hmm. uh, it's cool to see all those more historical things in the in the doc you know what i didn't realize and just probably simply because i was so young i knew that his dad died i didn't know he was fucking murdered i haven't got there yet spoiler 
It's okay. It had me to happen like 20 years ago. But yeah, spoiler a little bit. So when they were going, really? I thought you said episode six. Maybe it's that late. I'm about um, to start episode six. Yeah. Oh, that's probably you're probably that's probably the first thing you'll see then. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, like that's a major fucking plot point in the story of Michael Jordan. I did not realize because I knew he left basketball because his father died. I like again. I didn't know he was right. Fucking murdered. Doesn't it I switch guess. to like a murder mystery for a little bit? For like an episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's probably right where I am. Uh, Brennan says would always wear Ben Quadraneros jersey as a kid. That's good. What? <laughs> I want a Ben Quadraneros cosplay. That's what I want to see at Celebration. <laughs> Dude, that that would be a great cosplay if somebody could pull. If just have EB Endicott, a whole a weird squ- fat clown. Yeah, just a whole squad of all the pod racers. That would be so awesome. It would. <sighs> we gotta wait two years for that shit, man. Mm. Two Longer years, than that. Man. No, I mean for celebration. Oh, I'm talking about a goddamn movie. Uh, there, <laughs> there have been uh, Obi Wan stuff coming out. I- Ewan McGregor uh, has been still just teased, though, right? Yeah, Nothing I solid. guess. But he was mentioning that he's more excited to come back to Star Wars now than he was making the last two movies, which would have been Episode Two and Three. Interesting. Yeah, but that was uh, yeah. I don't know if it was taken out of context, but I, I was surprised at him saying that because I feel like episode two and three maybe it was maybe it's just the timing and still rumors of um lando coming back right they're they want to do a lando series but it's not nothing's slated really yet i haven't heard that darth darth nihilus black series figures coming out says shinobi that's cool did you get those uh revan and malak pops the funko pops no oh bro those were so i still got james hetfield about it Whoa. Not a goddamn collector mobar. Now nah, the Revan and Malak figures came out over the over our little break. Yeah, classics. Gotta have them. Dude, I love that they make those. Do you have awesome. Oh yeah, really well done too. Brendan said there's a rumor going around that Hayden will be in the Kenobi in a flashback. Well, let me tell you something. I'm sure they would do that just like a little... Absolutely. little tease for all the prequel fans, yeah. And that's 100% cameo okay with me. Fan service cameo. Fan service, that's what I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah fine. absolutely. Throw it in there. Bring it. Fucking bring it. Yeah. You know... I can't believe I w- Ray said that. I can't believe Daisy really said that still. I know. I still, it's, I keep thinking about that. <laughs> it is pretty heavy. Um, I'm wondering what... Uh, what's his name? Poe. Oscar if he Isaac. has any insight, because he was supposed to be killed off in the first movie, and then they dragged him all the way through, and he became a, a pivotal character. And you're like, so you're you're switching her her family, you're extending him. Like what what all what was actually written at the beginning? There's going to be a beginning and an end. We wait. wait there is <laughs> There's no going to be three movies. They come out on these days. Yeah, that's all they thought of. Yeah, it. it I am just kind of wondering, like, what was. What was like the first sit down brainstorm? Like, what are we putting the paper? Ray, what's the end end result? Redemption, Ben Demption. Maybe that was like the one thing. You know what I would love to see? Yes, probably all the stuff. Yeah, there's no controversy over Kylo. Like, no one's mad about Kylo's arc. They're like, oh yeah, that makes sense, Kylo. Um, you know what I would love to see is a a documentary about the making of the sequel trilogy. 
That's going to end up like the Metallica documentary. It's just going to be mayhem, and everybody's going to be like, that should not have been sent out to anybody. Wait, which one? Some kind of monster? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's six hours long. They're just crying the whole time. Yeah, they, they cuss at each other pri- every other word. A couple, all- couple shots of James in his cars, and then they're just crying throwing drumsticks <laughs> at each other. <laughs> That's basically it. I mean, it's ballsy. Yeah, I, I think it would make good television. Well, because they but do it- that with... I mean, there's like a, a featurette or whatever you call it with each Blu-ray for each movie. Yeah. But I, it would be nice to see one of the whole process for all three movies, some way to edit those together. I would love to see, you know, JJ and Ryan going over ideas together. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just, I, I wish they would just have the balls to say like, then again, they can't. That would tank things if Daisy really in between movies was like, yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> you can't say that you can't come out and say that well you know what it's like finger pointing it doesn't really help what happened happened and someone allowed it to happen I think that's why Kathleen's gotta move on I'm not blaming her but she allowed she's it probably happen. ready to move on I mean she's been with Lucasfilm since the prequel she's probably like alright we need something new yeah, I just, um, I mean, we're 100% going to get something new. We're having a new lead of, of Star Wars or Lucasfilm. We're going to have entire trilogies and or movies, standalone movies, written and see, separately. Yeah, yeah. And the High Republic. Um, High Republic's coming up. So, I, I mean, is Ryan Johnson still doing a standalone trilogy? Or was that pulled off too? Uh, no, it has not been canceled because the Game of Thrones guys are the ones that stepped down from doing theirs. They were supposed to do a trilogy and they were just like, oh, we're too busy. We're going to go ruin another Game of Thrones series. Oh, snap. Sorry, I'm just kidding. You still feel that way about season seven and eight Game of Thrones? I stick by what I said after it came out. I think the the choices that they made were fine, but they didn't earn it. If they all they had to do is make seven season seven and eight, ten episodes each, and really put the time in to make me want Bran to be king and like make Daenerys actually go crazy like her dad, they just didn't earn it. Uh, that's the only thing I have to say about it. No, I mean, that's that's the most straightforward, no bullshit opinion that I've, I've heard, and, <laughs> and I completely, I completely agree. Yeah, like everything was working with ten episodes or more. And then you just start cutting shit out and spending a ton more money. It's like, why? Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, obviously people will say, oh, they lost track as soon as they left whatever Martin had already written in the books. Yeah. Which is something to consider because that does line up. Um, But I honestly think they just they started they just cut the, the the episodes down. And I don't know why they did that. Just give it the full length. I mean, you have think about the time that they take to establish things in the first season think yeah, about how rushed. long they and then they meant like there's throwaway lines like they say that they've been riding for a month to get from king's landing to winterfell like that's how far away that fucking thing is and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're cutting from danny is in dragonstone and then she's at winterfell and then she's at king's landing and then she's back like oh she was like from scene to scene she's like apparating all over the fucking continent oh yeah she was like at the iron islands and then she was north of the wall the next scene like what the fuck just happened that's like a three year (laughs) 
three year stroll. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I know there's fast travel when you have dragons, but right. still, yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? She's quick saving and just jumping from place to place. So that's it. I mean, they just need. That's why I think that's why I'm very, very excited about the books. Because, well, one, I'm curious to see what Martin actually intends for the ending. Uh, and two, even if it does line up with the show, like maybe he told them and maybe that is actually what happens. It's going to be great to actually earn it through the book. And I guarantee the sixth and seventh books are going to be like 2000 pages each. It's going to be madness. My biggest issue was Danny's downfall. She just got pissed like one episode and you're like, yeah, we got to kill her off. Look, she's mad. And you're like, just talk to her. <laughs> No, I gotta stab her. It's yeah. in the, it's written yeah. in the scripts. I mean, the seeds are planted for that, but yeah, go ahead. And then, um, uh, God damn it, Frodo Baggins with the three eyes, <laughs> with the three eyes, Bran, yeah, Bran, most boring he, like, king uh, of all it, time. It, it literally was like, yeah, Bran should be king. And Bran's like, what? That's not what I want. What but, do you, okay. What do you think I came all this way? Oh my god, that's the most boring king ever. He's just gonna sit there and be like, we need money for the feast. Like, that's it. I, I, <laughs> I've had a vision. We're all going to die. I had a vision. More chicken. Raise the taxes. Raise the taxes. <laughs> yeah, it, it. you know, I thought they put too much on Bran's plate. Like, the whole three-eyed raven thing was already too much, and it's kind of mystical, and he doesn't know, and he, he can control it sometimes, but sometimes it controls him, and uh, and then they're like, yeah, just give him the, the crown, too. Fuck it. And I was like... Whoa! This kid is unstable. For how, <laughs> for how well, even keel he is, he is highly unstable. Well, because he the has no, there's no development of him in the last season. He just sits at Winterfell waiting to get attacked by the Night King, and yep. then they leave him for three episodes, and then he's the king. It, it was, I guess, the biggest issue is like he didn't earn it at all. I know he struggled, but there was like not even a want or a need to become king, right? And, and then they're just like, oh, someone's got to do it, so fuck it. Yeah, it's, it's weird because you think someone with his powers should be the advisor to the king. Yeah. Like someone that sits there and is like, oh, I'm seeing all these visions. Like, we need to interpret them. Here's here's what we should do. And just be in it, like, giving people advice. Like, he doesn't have any charisma to be the king, to be to lead the people. Yeah, so. that's what I was. I was like, oh, of course, somehow, someway, John's going to end up king. Like, even though he doesn't want it, he is the best for it. And I thought maybe that was going to be the realization at the end. Like, yeah, I had to kill my own goddamn wife and do all this stupid shit and go through all this. But I guess I am the best choice. You know, people listen to me. Yeah. And even though I hate it, it, it is it's kind of that like Vader thing. Like, I am the best at killing younglings, so I might as well do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill these younglings, but I'm really good at it. I'm really good at it. I mean, at least top three in the galaxy, so <laughs> might as well take over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing uh, different seeds being planted in the book as well, because the whole thing is there's the struggle of the kings and for Westeros itself, but then you also have the White Walkers and the Night King. So you could say that Jon Snow is... <sighs> How do I how do I put this? Jon Snow is foretold to be the chosen one in order to stave off the Night King and the White Walkers. But that doesn't have anything to do with who actually rules the realm. So I, I guess you could make it work that in that sense. But I guess if that's the case, then that also that tells me that then Danny should still be the one that's meant to 
rule Westeros. And Jon Snow is the one that's there to kill the White Walkers. And then, yeah, they, they just... God, oh, fuck. <laughs> God, man, I'm, I'm in pain talking about it now. You know, let's talk about the things that they did right, though. I love that Sansa took True. over the North and she broke away from the Seven Kingdoms. I was like, yep. perfect. Killed Littlefinger, awesome. yes. Arya finally got out and just, you know, is kind of still continuing her growth as a character and just breaking off. And she's not going to be... While she, while she, like, claimed she is Arya Stark... You know, halfway through her her growth, uh, she is kind of just leaving that on the table and going out. She's like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm sailing the seas and becoming my own person again." Fuck she it. gets to be no one, and she gets to be Arya Stark. Exactly. I guess exactly. it's a little, maybe a little cheesy in my head that like all the Starks are now like the Avengers that are coming back. Like they all have powers now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking shit. Yeah, actually, it's kind of poetic the way you just said that. Like <laughs> she gets to be she gets to be Arya Stark and no one because wh- wherever she lands. They're never the Starks aren't even a thing where she lands, so it, it, she's the same person. That's, she is no one. She has one of my favorite character developments too, because like she trains to be Stark, that doesn't quite work. Then she tries to do her own thing, and she keeps getting captured and fucked over by everybody. And then she trains to be no one, but partway through that, she's like, "There's got to be a different way. I can't leave my whole family behind." Like she finds a perfect way, which you shouldn't be able to do, but yeah, to be an assassin and to be part of the stark family she goes back yeah i they they lose me when she goes to the uh a three-fingered king with the faces i like the concept i just hate that other bitch that's there like who she's like one step above her because like i love jock and agar he's awesome but then she's also training with that stupid girl with the dumb haircut and who's beating her ass all the time Uh, that's where they lost me there i can't remember if she's in the books yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta read faster. I gotta hurry up. Read it. So, um, I don't see any other things as far as like Game of Thrones. There is still supposed to be some prequel or sequel series coming out eventually, but I haven't been following the news because I'm, I don't know. I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna let it uh, surprise me. Brennan was asking about our thoughts on the new Batman. Ah, uh, yes. I'm actually going to pull it up and watch through the trailer on silent. I just remember it being pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> Watching the trailer. Yeah, I remember... Um, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to watch it. Let me cut that off. I'll share the screen here. We can just watch it together. Watch, watch it. it. Watch it like a family, guys. I know audio. Uh, I can play it. Hold, please. Hold, please. I gotta do it over. Boom. Share computer sound. Play. There we go. Mmm, it starts... I love the duct duct tape tape sound. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit that. I mean, they're they're hitting uh, uh, along the lines of the Joker vibe. Exactly. But for Batman, which which is cool. I think the reason I'm so interested in this one... Well, first of all, I like when they start fresh with something. Like, there's a new Batman. There's a whole new set of uh, actors. It's not tied into everything. I'm into that. I love the origins. I love establishing. Um, But I also... There's a lot of stuff that I'm not recognizing because I'm not huge into the comics. So it's going to be a brand new 
a brand new storyline for me, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, pa- just pause it for a second. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming it's the Riddler, because uh, yeah. he's leaving clues and a bunch of bullshit. Oh, Jim, I hope also, Jim back. I also did see that someone was cast to be the Penguin. I think he. There's a and little I, clip where he's in there. It's um, there's a flash of it. Yeah. What's his name? What's the Scottish dude? I can't remember his name. Irish dude, maybe. I like how human Batman is in this too. Yeah. Less of a superhero. Mm-hmm. Catwoman. That there he there's is. There's the penguin. penguin. What the fuck's his name? Archibald Newwater. No, not this, the actor's <laughs> name. Archibald Newwater. All right, hang on. <laughs> I gotta text myself. I'm gonna forget. I'm just gonna text the group. Archibald. That's... I don't even know how to spell Newwater. There's two W's back to back. Looks like eater. New eater. Um, Colin Farrell. There it is. Thank you. Finally came to me. Unrecognizable. Yeah, he got fat for this. Maybe he's just fat now. I love how brutal they show Batman here. He starts really whooping on this dude. Yeah, when he get, yep. Do we know who's playing the Riddler? Oh yeah, and he just starts smashing his face. Looks like he's getting right here. So he, Batman's no longer justice; he's fucking vengeance. That's and awesome. I love that transition because yeah. it's, it's a very fine line. Yeah, it's gonna be. Hmm. How do I say this? Batman Begins. It look he has obviously that whole thing when he's training with the samurai or in Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's very methodical when he's like getting the Batcave set up and like getting all of his gear from Lucius. But this one, it looks like he almost doesn't want to be Batman and he's kind of like unhinged as he's trying to develop who he is. That car looks so interesting. I love the red. I love the whole tone of the movie. Mm hmm. really cool i love the question marks yes as as twos it's going to be super interesting to see the riddler in like a modern setting as well because he doesn't have to send like fucking postcards to batman all the time now he can fuck with them like he can hack into his systems and and shit it's going to be interesting oh man no i am 100 on board it's crazy how we can watch the same character do the same story (laughs) no it's always so many it's so many different ways Batman is... You could just keep doing Batman and Joker. It's like Darth Batman Vader. Batman and Joker over and over and over. You know... You can keep doing Darth Vader comics ex- unless he teams up with the Nubians. <laughs> <laughs> but they keep making Darth Vader in uh, comics every year and he's, he's always interesting. Yeah, I guess they, they haven't really changed Darth Vader though. They constantly are changing Bruce, constantly changing Joker, constantly changing... The the, the storyline, like I just watched Joker again, and the fact that they end Joker with the origin story of Bruce, mm. like that's the last scene or one of the last scenes. I'm like, God, like it's so 
poetic and perfect right at the end of this movie, but we always start with this fucking thing, but now I love it even more right at the end, like this was caused because of the events of this Joker, and that's a whole nother thing, like there, there's potential that there's multiple Jokers, like this was one version of the Joker that sparked another yeah. more chaotic, or yeah. the anarchist Joker, or oh my god, or was this all fucking made up? Because the last scene, he's in Arkham Asylum talking to this lady. Right, like, you're like, he dreamed the whole thing. <laughs> Oh my god, there's so Well, you many. know, that's built into the movie that he drew, um No, it's not, never mind. I made that up. Well, they Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's potential that none of that happened that he was just telling that lady the story of what Wait, happened and all no, that was made up. I did make it up. He does have a, a dream where he was in the audience and Robert De Niro's show, right? He yeah, he's he's like daydreaming. Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. What, so what would happen? They placed that kind of in the movie already, so. Yeah. Um I was going to say something cool. Oh, the, you said poetic. There's a lot of poetic stuff in Batman vs. Superman 2, and I'm just I'm mad at the internet for making me hate that movie, even though I don't hate it. It's making me doubt the movie. I watch it, and I'm like, oh, maybe Reddit is right about this. It pisses me off thinking about that. Like, if Batman and Superman came out, I don't know, before there was internet, what if Batman vs. Superman came out as it is in, like, 1980? Would people love it? Yeah. The issue is the bar is so high right now, and we've seen the like Logan, we've seen Joker, we've seen all the Avengers movies, and there's such a high bar that if one little thing is off, if one little storyline is off, then we oh it's automatically trash. Yeah, but you the, could still have a ninety nine percent great movie and still have that one little thing that you might might not like. Yeah, it's the line delivery of Martha overwrites everything else that you've seen in the whole movie, and it just dude the the lead up to that Martha thing where he's killing those guys to, to get uh, um, Superman's Martha. Yeah. Where Batman flies in. That whole scene is fucking crazy. And even the little standoff that he's when he saves Martha when he gets into that room with her and yeah. the guy's like about to kill her. I'll do it! Yeah. And then it I know you will. And then he fucking oh my god! <sighs> Love it. Well, the reason I, I think that triggered in my head is because you said it was poetic how Bruce Wayne's origin story is at the end of Joker and how his parents get killed in the alley. And I was just thinking of, you know, yeah, we had to see his parents die again in Batman vs Superman, but the fact that they they just did it during the credits and they established mm-hmm. that they established Love the fact it. that that's that him and especially his mom is so important to him in that movie. Which when it comes back at the end and you realize that oh, Superman has a mom too. He's just he's just another guy. I don't know. I feel like it it should have been poetic, but the internet ruined it for me. The other issue is is she's not his mom. His mom and dad died already on Krypton. I know, but I mean, she is and she isn't. Right. I I, I get it. Same with his dad and um, um, Man of Steel. It's the same situation. Like, yeah, he is, but he also isn't. Yeah. Oh, so what are your thoughts on the Batman? Like, are are you you're pretty yes, hyped sorry. for it? I'm, I'm very yes. I'm very excited. Uh, very hyped like I said I, I don't follow the comics for Batman I only know what I know from the games and the other movies that I've been watching since I was a kid so I feel like it's going to be fresh and I'm, I'm excited yeah uh, I, I am a, a terrible DC uh, fan because I haven't watched um, Gotham all the way through it, I just guys I don't like the daytime TV feel of, of Gotham but they do do they do 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 they do do, do. the villains very well. 
and at least in a in a refreshing view because they have the Joker, they have the Penguin, and I guess what I'm trying to wrap this all around to is the Batman puts the Penguin on screen and he doesn't look like a a turd. Like Danny DeVito's Penguin was creepy for the time, but like didn't feel like he just felt like a pissed off actual animal penguin. Like, like okay. Just, just shoot him and got, be done with it. Like yeah. the three, he's got like yes. the Yoda hand and everything. Yeah. And he's eating raw fish, and you're like, dude, just <laughs> stop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something so wacky about it that I love, though. There's something raw about it. Like he, it, it is a very raw vision of the Joker. It's but, raw and or, visceral. I'm sorry, but it's also he's riding a duck and he has all of his umbrellas and everything. It's so it's such a weird uh, juxtaposition. It's it, it is too wacky. Uh, for me, for for true, it is a, it's like a dark wacky, which I know. Uh, I'm gonna be really curious to show like kids in the future, like go back and watch Batman and Batman Returns, and I want to know if someone has no experience with Batman, just how they, what they think of it. I'm just so curious without any, without the filter of like, you know, having people tell you that it sucks preemptively before you get to watch it. Mm-hmm. There is a just a glaring difference between Batman and and the Return, Batman Returns. <laughs> Like even though it's still uh, Elmer Fudd or whatever, what's his name that directs it? That one was I can't give you that one. That one wasn't even close. What's his name? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Thank you. <laughs> but he has like one style, and that's what he sticks to. And while it's obvious that they were his movies, they are very glaringly different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In 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 I guess style. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've always, I've always been attracted to the first one. You always said you, you like the second one. I like them both, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I do like. Maybe it's just the Joker aspect. I don't know. And and then the Penguin was a weird duck riding villain that eats fish, and I was like, <laughs> it's a couple things. I mean, obviously nostalgia factor because that was '92. So. When I first got into Batman, it was that one, and I had the game for Super Nintendo. It was just a, it was a bunch of things at once. But looking back on it, it's like it has such an aesthetic about it. Like, here, I'm gonna share this. Sure. This is a Batman podcast now. This poster just yep. has something about it that I'm like, fuck! I just want, to, I want everything that's in that poster right now. And the fact that there's, he has two villains to to contend with. I don't know. It just has has a feeling about it. And the snow, too. And the penguins with the rockets on their backs. It's like, come on. And this. I mean, come on. How, what are you gonna, how, are you gonna, how can you not watch this movie right now? Yeah. Everybody likes everybody likes Michael Keaton. That's... <laughs> I'm saving that shit. That's the thumbnail for this shit. He played the perfect 90s Batman. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that. He is not my Also, how Batman. can you not watch this? Come on. Let's be honest. Kern's favorite movie now. Look at yeah, look how <laughs> fucking crazy he looks. It's so terrifying. How did I watch this when I was four? Like that scared the shit out of me. That is pretty. I mean, it, it scared me just now. <laughs> seeing it, it that's fucking scary, dude. It is. It is. It's demented too. He's biting huh? out people's noses. Oh gosh. Squadrons. <clears throat> Couple weeks. All right. You got any life changes you want to talk about? Nope. Still the same Mopar, just with 3D glasses? Classic. How's your Mopar, Mopar? 
Any, any new up- any new upgrades? No, I'm happy with it right now. I'm happy with it. It's maybe some small stuff in the future, but um, a couple of weekends ago, you know, I took it out and beat up on a Lexus, and then I beat up on a Beamer the other day. <laughs> beat up on? What do you mean? You crashed into them? <laughs> they? <laughs> you Vin Diesel them? Wasn't wasn't close. You know, you, you drive a car around like that, you be, all of a sudden you become a, a target. <laughs> If you can become a target, people want to be like, "Oh yeah, this thing's not that." F-. And then they, they don't, don't realize, like, right? You've done some upgrades and you, you really put them in their place, and it's it's fun. That's why I do it. Even <laughs> with just fun. the Hemi, though. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know what you're what you're going up against, yeah, you're you're already at a loss. If it's if you think it's just a, a regular challenger, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm happy to announce that I finally have a vehicle. Uh, I've been looking for a Forerunner for a long time, and I finally acquired one this week. Uh, it's the exact one I wanted. It was very lucky. Like, seriously, I've been looking since April, and I check a couple times because I'm very particular. I want this trim model. I want this color. I want this interior. And there hasn't been anything. And then you actually texted me. You're like, happy birthday. You going to look for Toyotas? I was like, man, I don't know. And then I looked at Auto Trader. There was one at the dealer. <laughs> no pictures because it came in like the night before. I saw it like within hours of it being posted. And I looked up the VIN number and I was like, oh, that's like the exact trim and everything. The trail premium. And I was like, checked it out. And now I have it. Super value plus. Super value plus. Super extra. Yeah, they add too many names on those trim models. It's like super TRD extra trail off-road edition pro. With or without many, with or without the tires. Uh, So yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I am looking for a name because it's white. So I was thinking Ghost, like Dire Wolf, or something like that. Yeah, I was. You haven't had a vehicle for so long that I, I I can't imagine like finally getting something that you want. So well, there's a couple things like the vehicles I've always had. I didn't have a choice. My dad was just yeah. like, "Here's your car now, and you have to pay me for it." And I was like, "Well, great. I didn't want this, and it broke down. <laughs> and I yeah. didn't have a choice. Like, I've never yeah. had a car that I wanted. Uh, and then uh, we've been a one car family because we both work from home, so I haven't had a car at all for four or five years. Uh, and yeah, I've been just I had my eye on the four hundred for like a year and a half, and then I started looking earlier this spring. So yeah, it feels very feels very rewarding to sit in that thing so yeah. it also sits high so I, I feel like i'm commanding the road so well you can sit as high as you want i'm i'm all way out front man that's you won't even see me <laughs> it's okay i'm going i'm going through the rocks and the you're bushes. going the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> i'm going off road man yeah yeah that's what i was i was thinking because i've always had vehicles falling out of my ass that like it's almost <laughs> Almost what? I mean, also I was thinking like in the past year, technically I've had three different vehicles plus uh, a work car. Yeah. So it's like it's just yeah. You're you're keeping the Challenger forever now. It's forever. That's what I mean. I'm not. I'm not getting rid of the truck. I'm keeping the Forerunner for all time. It's gonna look different in a year. I'll tell you that. But yeah, I'm excited. Nice. Brandon says gas guzzler. I'm like, yeah, kind of. Mine is Wait, Jesus. The Hemi or the Forerunner? Both, probably. But yeah, it's worth it, man. Come on. It's always an issue going to the gas station because I, well, the Hemi re- requires premium. So you're already paying more plus. Oh, yeah. It's just fucked. <laughs> it's just fucked. And it you're always it. getting on it too, I bet. When you're, yeah, yeah. I, I guarantee you it's under 10 miles per gallon. You Any know. straightaway, you're just flooring it. Yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, yeah, Mopar no car for him. Toyota Man. no car doesn't have doesn't have the same rhyme. Mopar or something else. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it. Um, just living a life. Oh my, I mean, yeah, family moved in with me. So, oh yeah, your sister's in town. What up? Yeah, so that's been it's been good. Honestly, it's been fine. Yeah, uh, getting that's her fun. on her feet. So yeah, but other than that, man, just living the lives. I'm having a kid too. I'm having a new clone. This is Rogue too. My wife's pregnant. Guys. <laughs> I got two babies. I got a car. Now I have a baby baby. <laughs> and your wife is a small child. And so. she is tiny. She's hobbit sized. So I got three <laughs> babies now. And we have a dog. So I got four kids at the house. <laughs> so. Yes. I mean, you said that in slight, but it's it's serious. Yeah. Uh, it's Congratulations, true. man. Thank you. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm, it is a big deal. But honestly, as we've been thinking about it, and even when Mrs. Commander announced it to me, it just feels like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's like the next thing that's happening. It doesn't feel, I'm not like shit in my pants. I'm not scared. I'm not shocked. Just feels I like, think once yeah. once you start getting along, you might like moving along through the pregnancy. Yeah, you, probably. You really, it'll start hitting you. You'd be like, Fuck. I'm sure. Yeah, because it's still early, <laughs> so she's not showing anything. So yeah, uh, but I was actually like, I was happy to wait. I was like trying to say we should wait like another year, year and a half. Um, but I like as soon as she told me, I was like, oh, nice, hell yeah, let's do this. It's time. Clone CC two 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 five. You said okay. What's for dinner? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Go get me a steak. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Things are about to change for you. Well, things have already changed. That's awesome. Yeah. Life is different now. You got to look for a, a Slave One car seat. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, that's convenient, too. I mean, I need more room. I can't be driving around the Corolla with like a million things and a kid and a hobbit and myself. I can barely fit in <laughs> by, by myself and a dog. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we got a, lot, got, got a lot of stuff happening here on the in the Columbus region. Life is different. Another cloner. Yeah, I need an. Well, I mean, I have like an actual name for the child, uh, but I need like a Star Wars name for the child now. Noise. So first name Kylo, last name Kenobi. You know, well, she's uh, she's Italian, so we always look at uh, Italian names. But Lorenzo means I could call him Kylo Ren oh. for short, so that's an option. Hello, we'll see. Lorenzo. Uh, I actually would prefer uh, name suggestions for my truck first, though. So if you have any ideas <laughs> for the Forerunner, let's get back to the important stuff. It's white, uh, and I'm thinking something like Wampa or that sounds stupid. Ghost, ghost. or Direwolf or something. So Ghost. Yeah, I keep coming back to Ghost. So maybe that'll be it. But anyways, or episode three or episode six, Darth Vader. Just that's the name of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 9, Ray, Jedi, White Robes. That's the name of the car. Phantom. There you go. Phantom, yeah. Uh, sure. I think that's not bad. I'm going to add that to the list. But that's the news, guys. Um, yeah, I thought it was White. It was oh, timely God. that we were, you know, coming back after the break when all of those things have happened. So, I'm a dad now. I'm going to start wearing white New Balance shoes with jeans. Kerner can help you out with that. Just kidding. What the new balance? Yes, he's all about the new balance. All right, this one has Velcro. You don't even have to tie your <laughs> shoes. All right, good day, Galaxy. We appreciate everybody. 
We uh, do. For tuning in. We uh, do. It's good to be back. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Episode Can't go any more on any on any more uh, uh, breaks. It'll just be children's falling out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. We go on one break and then Commander's Evan. <sighs> All of it. So um, appreciate it. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's good to not hear from you because uh, this is a podcast. You can't talk back. It's good to see from you. Good. Good. Yes. Um, but we have plenty on the docket. To, I, I'm sure we only discussed about five percent of what actually happened. When uh, yeah. after with the episode, we'll probably look at the the list and be like, "Fuck, we yeah. forgot all of it." So. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff left. So <sighs> appreciate you guys tuning in. Episode one, 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 one.